1: Wednesday, we wrapped up by looking at the enemy and um, what he does and who he is. And in Revelation chapter 12, we found out that he had so many names that he was called. In fact, it says um, one of the things they said about him is that he is the accuser. In fact, not one of the things. Let, let, let me let me put the perspective right. I'll read the scripture quickly because it's an introduction. It says, Revelation 12, verse 7. I'll read from there. And it says, And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought. But they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out. Look at all his names. The great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old, called the devil. The devil and satan who deceives the whole world he was cast to the earth and his angels were cast out with him now this is the implication of what was you know the following It says then i heard a loud voice saying in heaven now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our god and the power of his christ have come for the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our god day and night has been what cast down 11 let's read 11 together and we overcame him by the blood of the lamb by the word of our testimony and we did not love our lives to the death amen anyway we looked at this and what we found out was that the bible says this one they call great dragon this one they call the serpent this one they call the devil and all the names that they called him they said his job in heaven was accusation is that there It says the one who did what accused the brethren how often day and night and then we also saw in romans chapter 8 that in romans chapter 8 the apostle paul writes in there was telling us about all the things that will come against the believer, all the things that he will experience. And covering there is almost anything that you can think of. If you can put Romans 8.35, let's begin to see some of the things he mentioned. It says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? If you go back a bit, but let's start from here. It says, shall tribulation or distress or persecution or farming or nakedness or peril or sword who is bringing all these things Satan thank you if you come down to 38 39 38 he says from persuaded okay let me read return it. It say yet in all these things we are what more than conquerors through him who loved us It says from persuaded that neither what death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor high nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of god which is in christ jesus our lord now if all these things can be thrown against me by my enemy why is he then spending time accusing me that was where we praise the lord if he can kill me if he can put me in a state of famine which is abject lack if he can put me in distress if he can make me homeless if he can make me handicapped if he can do all those things to the christian then why is his job in heaven accusing the same person day and night and we ask a simple question in my family i'm the youngest boy my older brother never accused me before my parents you know why they didn't need to accuse me they will beat me do you understand they don't need a higher authority if they needed to put me in line they will do what they will adjust me and i'll take correction are you with me so accusation is where you are needing help to bring punishment or chastisement so why does satan accuse you and i before god simple the truth is this All that he does has no power over the real you. Everything the devil does. Everything he can do. Until he has judgment against you before God. He's still a failure. So when the songwriter sang and said, Such fun to see. Such fun to see. Satan lose. He will continue to lose in your life. In the name You see, the fact that something happens to me... No, the devil has not touched any victory. Praise the Lord. His job in heaven, the sum total of everything he's doing is so that he can take your story, go to God and say, this is where you failed. So it's not about what we think it is. It's not what we call it. He understands what is at stake. You remember the story of Job. Did you see the devil gloating that he had conquered Job? Why? Because where it mattered, he lost. Whereas on earth, Job was crying. But in heaven, the devil was the one that they didn't hear of again. Did you hear of him after in that story again? Never again. Why? He ran with his tail in between his legs. Concerning you, the devil will run away. Because he was so embarrassingly loose. He said the accuser, that's that's the office he holds. We learned a couple of weeks back that Satan exists also to give God pleasure. You can imagine the laughter in heaven when they were looking at him after Job's case. Say, the fool has made a fool of himself again. He will continue to make a fool of himself in your life. In the name of Jesus Christ. So, this morning, I want us to go further and see a few things. And last Sunday, we also established that because the Word of God is written in a language, Even pictures can be misinterpreted. Oftentimes I'll see someone and I'll say, this person looks like this person. And my wife will say, no, it looks like the other person. So even pictures can be misinterpreted. But words are much easier to be misinterpreted. And we looked at the word, the prayer, lead us not what? Into temptation. And we began to see that it was not saying that you should lead us so we don't see temptation. No. It said, lead us so that we'll do what? Overcome temptation. Temptations. The Bible says, as many as are led of the Spirit, what are they? These are the sons of God. And what do sons of God do? The sons of God overcome the world. Praise the Lord. That's what that scripture says. So lead us so that in the moments of temptation, what do we do? We manifest as sons, we overcome okay so this day we are going to also look at something which you know is in line and it's just a general perception of our christian faith if you come with me to first timothy chapter six now first timothy chapter six we're going to see something that um i believe we ought to have given some attention more before now first timothy six and we'll read from 11 it says but you oh man of god flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. 12. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, to which you are also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I urge you in the sight of God, who gives life to all things. And before Christ Jesus, who witnessed the good confession before Pontius Pilate, that you keep this commandment without spot, blameless, until our Lord Jesus Christ appearing, which he will manifest in his own time. He who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who alone has immortality, dwelling in unapproachable light, whom no man has seen or can see, to whom be honored, and everlasting power amen praise the lord the bible here is adjoining timothy here the apostle paul it says to him man of god i want you to ignore some things i want you to pursue some things and we don't have time to read all the things they said to him to ignore but they said to him this is what you must do he said you must fight the good five of what faith Let me say, fight. Fight. Praise the Lord. Let me say, fight again. You know, some of us Christians have had the thinking that because when you think a Christian, you say, Are you in the choir? Are you an usher? You know, are you um, in the children's church? We've thought that it's a civilian venture. But the Bible says to us, you know, speaking in another place, it says, Endure what? Hardness as what? as good civilians no as good soldiers of jesus christ one of the things you must settle when you become a christian is that it's warfare are you with me it doesn't matter the level except you don't want to be in at all it's a fight glory to god is a good fight praise the lord but it's a fight the earlier you and i you know understand it the better it's a fight it's a fight it's a good fight but it's a fight it's a fight because we have an enemy like we've seen we have someone who is opposing us we have someone who wants to stop us we have someone who wants to make us ineffective we have someone who wants to hinder our progress we have someone who is saying to our father i mean just look at the case of Job. he was minding his business and being the best that he could be nothing could be added on top And yet, the enemy didn't say, let's leave this one. Let's follow only the adulterers and the fornicators and the, you know, cheats. No, he still went for him. You know why? It's a fight. It's a fight. Anywhere something precious is found, wars go on there. Anywhere something tangible is, people will contend for it. The Christian race is a fight. It doesn't settle the moment you get saved. Yes, the day of your salvation, a great victory has been won for you praise the Lord because on the day of your salvation what has happened is that you have received the ministry the mercy of God and the ministry of the Holy Spirit to say yes for the power of God to quicken your spirit to begin to be aware of spiritual things when you get born again what happens is that your spirit man is reconciled with God light comes in where there was complete darkness But when that light comes in, you know what happens immediately? You become an enemy of the devil. You become an enemy of the world. You become an enemy of every other thing that is not of the spirit. So the Bible says the flesh. And this flesh is all that you have been. Your education, your experience, your exposure, civilization, your class, everything. That flesh is all of that. And the bible says the spirit will do what lost against the flesh and the flesh will do what lost against the spirit and what will continue to happen these two will always be contrary to the other they are never no one day would they say okay let's make peace it's going to continue until you're no longer here so every day of the life of the christian is a fight and that fight is who's gonna win will the spirit win or will the flesh win you didn't fight that fight because you must understand this thing some of us you know we've imagined that when you become a christian it is settled no when you become a christian the new life has come up but you have to defend it jude writing to us says Contend endlessly contend earnestly for the faith which was once and for all delivered you must lay hold of it you must embrace it and refuse to let go that's what it is praise the lord somebody praise the lord so we're told it's a fight and i want to digress a bit to make another statement here you know i believe many of us have had this um error of judgment i've also had it how many of us have seen some people and um check that if this person maybe people who are not born again if this person became born again he'll be an asset to the kingdom how many of us have made such judgments you look at somebody you see if this person is born again you see somebody he has five degrees degree in philosophy degree in medicine degree in accounting degree in law and can speak very well or you meet another person you know the person is gifted with charisma is not even, and you're just saying ah if this person will just submit to god wonders will have happen you know why we think that we think that because we have come to imagine that one of the requirements of advancement in the christian faith is intellectual ability or giftedness or some analytical skills we think that the ability that we carry as you know the natural man will be a lot of help when we become christians but how many of us also can bear witness That you have seen some people who were very, very effective or whatever before they got saved. And getting saved, you're not seeing them manifest like that. Are there such people that you know as well? Now let me tell you why. Because the fundamental requirement of being a Christian is one. And that's why the Bible can say, see, when the Bible says not many wise, it didn't say God rejected the wise. Not many noble. It didn't say God rejected the noble. Not many mighty. It didn't say God rejected the mighty. But you see, it is those who respond. Christianity demands something from you and from me. You know what it demands? It demands that every perception I had of the world, I must take it did I become a Christian and drop it. And you know what? From the day I become a Christian, I now open my heart and my eyes to God's own view of life. The fundamental of becoming born again is a change of perception. Complete change. And that's why the Bible talks about, you know, if you believe in your heart, the Lord Jesus Christ, and do what? And confess with your mouth that God did what? Raised him from the dead. You see, that believing and confessing, Is trying to capture the essence of your perception because what it means is this if I believe that I'm saying something here I'm saying that my sin and this world was such in dead trouble that no other thing could save it except the Son of God himself are you with me God loved this world so much that he said I would not allow this world to be destroyed I won't allow these people to perish I'm going to give my son to come into this world to die so that I will save the world. Are you with me? And the process of me doing it is this. My son will come in and become as you and live as you and then die for you so that whoever believes in him will begin to live no longer his former life. Which life is he going to live? He's going to begin to live the life of the son of God. The apostle says I've been crucified with Christ he says nevertheless what you can still see me right he said but the life you see me live is no longer my life i live this life by the faith of the son of god is a life of faith so it's not that my acts no he says i'm now living this life in the stead of the son of god that's becoming a christian now what that does to you and i sir is that no matter my background Even if I came from the hinterland of Newe and money was God to me, when I become a Christian, money loses its attraction to me. Because that Newe man has died. Who is now living is Christ that is living in me. Are you with me? No matter what was traceable to me before I got born again, if I really were born well, praise the Lord, if I really were born well, it drops off of me why because my perception has changed and my perception is not changing because i'm considering it and thinking it's good let me make a point to you when god says something is good god does not have to explain his goodness praise the lord when god said to adam and eve of every tree of the garden you may freely eat isn't it but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil You shall not eat it. For the day you eat it, what? You will die. He didn't say to them, this tree is not good. He just said, you won't eat it. Somebody doesn't get me. He didn't say to them, the fruit of this tree is bitter. He didn't say this tree has cholesterol. He didn't say it has too much salt. Now, many of us, after we get born again, when God says, don't do something, we take it up. Now, check. What's wrong with this? Check them now. And that was what Eve did. Eve checked it. She saw that it was a tree good for food. It was a tree desirable to make one wise. And when she finished checking, she said, this is good. And that was sin. Sin is perception, not action. It's perception first. Being born again is perception. A born-again Christian sees things as God has said it is. Not even as it is. So, praise the Lord. So when God says something is good, the born-again Christian is singing hallelujah. They say in all things, give thanks for this is the will of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You think the person is mad? No, the person is not mad. God has said it. That's his perception. He's crazy. Do you understand what I'm saying? Why? Because that is also what will preserve you. Remember in Revelation 12 we read, he said the devil is a deceiver. You and I have not picked enough senses. He assuming men lived Three thousand years maybe we'll begin to get to be able to compete with satan in sense but remember the the ones we call sages and old are in their 80s think of 80 compare 80 to Metusella. 80 is still uh, kindergarten do you understand the wisest of man with his senses is like me trying to deceive an infant you give him a check for 10 million naira. i give the infant two coins that are making noise which one do you think the infant will take and give me the check Abby why because as per sense that infant can not compete with me the same thing it is with you and salvation what preserves the Christian in this journey is what has God said it is and you know what that's what the fight is about That's what the whole thing is about. That's what the pressure you and I are going through. That's what the news we are hearing. That's what the symptoms we are feeling. That's what the pain. It's all about what do you call it? When the Lord says, with my stripes you are healed. Do you say, with your stripes I am healed? Or do you analyze the feasibility of stripes healing you? How does it go from there to this place? Is someone following me this morning so it's about perception so for you and I to make progress and advancement in our Christian faith we must sit down and say to ourselves you know I don't want to use the word believe because once I say believe you know people shut me out how do I see things is it God's view or is it the general view am I seeing it from a scientific view am I seeing it from a popular view what am I seeing what is the, my judgment? So the Christian, our Lord Jesus Christ, you know, you know, unless the, being born again, is, is John that talked about born again. Isn't it? So assuming the gospel, John, was not recorded for us, how will you know a Christian? In Matthew, how will you know a Christian? You know, our Lord Jesus came preaching, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand, isn't it? Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Let me tell you how you know a Christian. If you get to the book of Matthew in chapter 5, it's called the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus said, "Blessed are the point spirit, for theirs is what you see. How can being point spirit? I thought being high in high spirit. I thought being fully motivated. I thought being fully charged. They have charged you up. You're moving. Up. I thought that is when I should. Be. He said no. He said no. Blessed are the point spirit, for theirs what is the kingdom? He's saying something. He's saying it's a change of perspective." he said blessed are those that hunger and thirst for everyone to hunger he's acknowledging insufficiency he's acknowledging inability hunger and thirst when you call somebody a hungry man is it is it an insult or what's the opposite of insult a healing let me use that common language this guy is a hungry man you are saying he's just hungry but you see the scripture i said a hungry christian is blessed the Christian I saying, I can't miss fellowship. I can't miss Bible study. I can't miss studying the word. I can't miss the presence of God. He says he's blessed. Change of perspective. He says, blessed are those who mourn. For they shall be comforted. Why? Change of perspective. Change of perspective. That's what Christianity is about. Call it what God calls it. You know why? He that created his word knows the end from the beginning. Has factored everything in and has said, this is what is good for you. This is what is good for you i've told you here several times up till when i was maybe 16 17 until i started having my own money what was good for me was a water bed filled with malt and fanta combination and then i will have a hose that i'll lie down and put in the water bed and just be drawing it now if you offered me malt and fanta i will say no thank you give me water and water is not chilled water, it's room temperature. Because I found that chilled water is not good for my bad voice already. I found that Fanta and Moth is not. Good. Are you understanding what I'm saying? But at the time, that was what I thought I needed. Why? Because I'm growing up to know better. There is someone who knows your end from your beginning, there is one who has orchestrated your life's journey. The psalmist said, Oh, I bless God. Why? Because I was afflicted. He said, Why? For before I was afflicted, I used to go astray. Perception. Perception. We've seen it here. I told you that one of the first people that we are sure is in heaven is perception. Two robbers hanging on the cross. Both of them the same offense. Both of them the same judgment. Both of them at the same point. Both of them Jesus in the middle of them. One kept calling Jesus what every other person was calling him. Yeah, yeah man, you said you're the son of God. Save yourself, do what you can do. But one had a change of perspective. One saw him as the son of God. And immediately, without restitution, without a prayer of dedication, Jesus said, you, today, what will happen? You shall be with me in paradise. Why? Because he had a change. Somebody needs to cry to the Lord. Change my view of life. You need to ask to change my view and this is very serious because I'm always saddened when I see Christians make the wrong judgment and I don't expect much from unbelievers very sincere many years ago when i was much younger i'm still getting older and maturing well but when i was much less mature as a christian i used to be impatient with unbelievers when i went to my family house or anywhere and we had a program and i saw people drinking alcohol i'll feel like you know taking jesus's anointing and just throwing away all the drinks bringing out my belt and beating everybody that was the level where i was at these people were unbelievers and they were trying to help themselves get high in the spirit The Bible says, do not be drunk with wine, isn't it? But rather be what? Filled with the Holy Ghost. So if someone doesn't have the Holy Ghost, what else will he be doing? He'll be taking wine. So as I matured, I saw that my job was not to throw away their wine, but to find a way of doing what? Introducing them to the Holy Spirit. Perception. I remember once I, I was witnessing to a friend that I hadn't seen in a long time, you know, after I got born again. I said to him, do you want to go to hell? Better repent now because you just die and go to hell you can be sure that he didn't repent do you understand what i'm saying perception he doesn't know he doesn't know who goes to hell in fact i remember many years ago you know we used to joke hell will be fun because you know bob Mali will be there you know cool guys will be there and they're somehow right it's just that the fire because the dance is non-stop Have you stepped on hot something hot before? Have you touched something hot? You see this electric dance? If you touch hot stove, you dance electric. It's just that the hell one is non-stop. So we used to think, you know, why? Because they don't know. But... Today, we're looking at those of us that know, praise the Lord, those of us that have read the scriptures, and what we're beginning to look at is what really matters. In fact, in that same Matthew 5, you see our Lord Jesus Christ even saying to them, He says, if you look at verse 21 or 27, any of them, He says, It has been said to you of old, but now and I say, It has been said to you of old, but now and I say, What's this say Your perception has to change. You have to change. Why? Because life is at different levels. Life is at different levels. So the born again Christian is said, is reminded. Fight is what this thing is about. The book of Ephesians tells us, Ephesians 6 from 10. He said, having said all, he said, finally, my brethren, what should you do? He said, be strong in the Lord and what? In the power of his might. Why? This thing is a fight. I like the way a uh, message puts verse 12 where it says for we wrestle not. Can you put verse 12 for us? Ephesians 6.12. It's where it says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. It says this is no afternoon, you know, WWF, WWH state manage, you know, contest that we come when we finish, we shake hands, and the referee raises the hand of one. Ephesians 6:12. He said, This this is no what? Afternoon athletic contest that we'll walk away from and forget about in a couple of hours. He said, this is what? For keeps a life or death fight to the finish against the devil and all his angels. I, I want you to take time and take that in. That your Christianity is a life of death fight. And in this fight, there are almost no rules. Everything is allowed. How, how many of us see those cage fights that they fight in America? How many of us have seen those cage fights? I believe most of us. When they put you in that, if it's bad, the pricing bite you want to buy anything that you do just be the one that will come out halfway through the fight the whole place is flowing with blood until one person is not able to come out and the other, the fight he said this is what it is it's a life or death your christian faith is a fight nobody i say nobody is going to cruise to it especially when you live in a country like nigeria one of the blessings of living in nigeria is that it makes spiritual warfare Become physical in your eyes. I don't know what how I would have been preaching in a place like Norway. No armed robbers, no kidnappers, no fuel scarcity, no nepa taking light, no mosquito. I mean, no hunger. What would they be telling them? The pastor has to pray for visions when people come to church. They have to see visions of the spirit. But here, yeah, I don't need to pray. If I just cast your mind to Papua, just take you now to to nyanya, where, where if you just see your way driving home, just you already begin to see warfare. Am I right? When you just move into your neighborhood and you see landlord and landlady, you just see all kinds of things. People say, You took my bucket, you didn't take my bucket, they pointed. You see warfare every somebody saw it this morning. You see warfare, it's a privilege, I'm telling you. That's why believers, you know, we've often asked the question here why are believers in Lagos more serious and fervent than believers in Abuja? Because they see it now. You see, in Abuja, you can just throw, lock your car and be on AC and just be shaking your head like this and cruise from your house to anywhere you're going. By the time you leave your house in Lagos and pass through, oh, is it That Oyubobo area. That, um, Oyubo. Oyubo. Mm. Oyubo, yes, there's Oyubo, was separate, but that Oyubo bridge, and you're there, and the layers, say, yeah, ma, uh, yeah, oba, uh, that time you know that you have to pray in the spirit. You will know, but you see, when these things are shielded from us, we think it's not there. No, the only thing that happens is that it gets more subtle, it gets more subtle. The prime minister of uh, Russia. Has said that the warfare they're planning for now is cyber. They're training children, not courage. Doing that also it's cyber. You know, they just go shut in your system. Do you know that if there is no electricity, no nuclear weapon will work. The drones won't work. Nothing will work. So it's not getting less. It's just going to a higher level. And the Christian must say to himself, "I'm fighting." divorces have come up from someone keeps the knife and the force and the other one say you never never do something. In fact, you do because you hate me. Why? Because if you've seen those um, um, Abwaranla movies, those um, uh, Man movies, you see that when it starts, you see it's not the two people that are there, isn't it? You see one person behind the other say slap, slap. <laughs> <laughs> you see the other one behind the other one say, call him say his mother it's from his mother you see it right what is real there is an enemy there's an enemy we're not joking it's a fight so when people take their christianity casually it's because they haven't even they don't know what's about so christians are asking how close can they get to sin pastor but uh, jesus turned uh, water into wine why should i resist a miracle have you heard that question if it will help you go to heaven faster it depends what you want there's a fight there's a fight there's a fight going on your salvation is a fight listen let me tell you with all the love i can muster the fact that you're born again seven years ago seven days ago does not guarantee you enter heaven if it were so they will not tell you to contend for it you must he said why would they set you to stand If after getting it is okay. Maybe one of these days I will address that and show you scripture. So nobody will deceive you. But if you are born again and you are led of the spirit. There is nothing the devil can bring against you. But if you get born again today and then the next day follow the world. Don't you know that the children of Israel represented salvation? He said was there one Israelite left in Egypt? None. They were all out. But how many of them entered the promised land? The coming out of Egypt was representative of salvation because it was by the blood. And they came out with everything. They came out in health. They came out in prosperity. They came out spiritually free. But if they did not obey God, how can somebody take you to his house that you don't know if you don't obey him? Are you a magician? So you must take what we are learning in Syria is a fight. Nothing is simple. Even the pressure in your workplace is all targeted. So we're told, fight the good fight of faith. And as I try to round up for today, you know, so what am I fighting for? Somebody will be asking me, Sir, I'm not fighting my grandmother. I'm not fighting my neighbor. In fact, do you know what? I'm not even fighting for my prosperity. It says fight. Let's go back to Timothy 6. It says fight the good fight of faith. What am I fighting for? Ask me, what am I fighting for? The same verse answers it. It says lay hold on eternal life. You know what it means? I'm fighting, I'm laying hold of something. It means that's the only thing I'm securing. Hit me, but don't take this from me. Punch me, but don't take this from me. And that's why if you read that scripture, if you have time, if you go back, it said the love of money. You see, money is good. The Bible says, you know, it said money has to all things. And say wisdom is good, money is good, but the excellence of wisdom is that it gives life. But money is not bad. The only reason you wonder about it is this he said nothing has cost people their faith like the pursuit of money nothing else has cost people their faith anyway so we're told here It he says fight the good word fight of faith lay hold on what eternal life how can i be fighting them?" he said this is what is not negotiable so whatever comes against you whatever comes against me just make sure that they can take anything from you they can." Touch anything, but let them not touch eternal life. Let them not touch it. That is what you're going to say, no way, no way. I'm not going to let this go. And how does that come home? Come with me to Ephesians 6, the book of warfare. When they begin to tell us to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might, you know, on and on and on, we're told to put on all our spiritual weapons. And then you see something happening there. 16 says above all taking the shield of faith with which you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god now for bible scholars here you know that we've been taught that the only offensive weapon in our um armor is what the sword of the spirit the sword okay now now this sword that i carry when you think of the sword what do you picture you picture a sword right And it's called, another place, it's called a double-edged sword. And it says it divides in between what? Soul and spirit. Bone and marrow. It's the designer of the intents and the thoughts of men. is it? And all things are open and naked before. it. But I want you to picture this sword now. If this sword is the word of God. Eh? Words. How can I use this sword and cut something? What should it be cutting? What is it against? You know, many times you see people, they dagger the devil. Everybody, bring out your weapon. You shoot the devil. It's all right. The devil likes to watch movies too. If this sword is the word of God, then what is it attacking? Let me tell you what is that is attacking on truth. The word of God is dissecting perception, things, events to say what is the truth in this situation. That's what it is. That's what it is. The sword of the spirit, which is what? The word of God. What does it do? It pierces through every situation to say, This is lie. This is a lie. This is a lie. This is a lie. I won't be moved by it. this. Is a lie. He said, This is truth. I hold on to it. The sword is what? The word of God. The judgments of God. He said that are true and righteous all together. Tried in a furnace, not for... Fu- said, last Sunday, I was telling you, that you see the danger many of us have and the problem many saints have is that they don't judge with truth. I want to ask you, a Christian, the day God fails you in his truth, I permit you to backslide, but if God fails you in your imagination, better ask him, open my eyes that I may know you. Because who said God has failed me? How did God fail you? Did you run to Jesus for salvation and he said Your name, you cannot be saved? Or because you didn't win the contract, God has failed you. Because you didn't get the money, God has because you know you didn't get God has failed you. Because he didn't bring you out of it, God has failed you. Is that how God has failed you? Didn't the Bible tell us that this world, everything in this world is going to be wrapped up? He says, since all these things will be consumed by fire, he said, What manner of persons should you be? Isn't he trying to tell you that this is what we're interested in? The Spirit of God said to me the other time, He said, Do you know why poverty, sickness, pain, being unsuccessful, all of that can never make somebody go to hell? He said, Well, it's all those things that affect the body. He said, The thing that goes to heaven is your soul. As long as your soul is preserved, you're riding to heaven on a white horse. And that's where the fight is, sir. Now, we're not saying become lazy. No, we're saying in all that process, never know that the enemy is not looking at that. And the enemy is not fighting me so that I, become, I have pain. No, he's fighting me so that I fell in the things that eternity has committed into my hand. I'm seated in heavenly places, far above pain and lack and all of that. I'm. You see, I know that there is something bigger than what I'm feeling. Why? Because... I know it's a fight. If you know what the fight is about, you see, when I come here, please, never misunderstand. I love you, you know I love you. I'm not against you marrying, but let nobody tell you that it's by opening your legs you'll marry. Or it's by, you know, behaving stupidly you'll marry. Listen, those who are married, you should hear them very well too. Some want to demarry, not divorce. Divorce is against the law. They want to demarry. If they could go back before that day. They will say, "Go and marry your sister." Do you understand what I'm saying? Things that I say, the devil just wants you to compromise. He's looking for your eternal life. He's looking for people to distract. So the things that will happen to you, the things that will happen around you, the news that you hear—all of that is not about any of those things. He just wants one muscle to fall out of the hands of Jesus. And you know the best part of this thing, God who is omnipotent is doing all he can do we know jesus died for us but more than that the bible says he ever lives to make intercession so he didn't just pay the price he's saying this is what i paid for this is what i paid for don't let them shortchange you this is what i paid for this is the moment i died for you be strong now overcome now take charge now don't give in now that's what he's doing that's what he's doing he didn't just die he's living to see that i enter that you enter that we enter into what he paid for that's what this thing is about but if you don't understand it you will begin to reason like the world you begin to reason the bible talks about those who have no hope the bible talks about those who have no god the bible talks about those who have no faith you know the bible says not all men have faith and that not all men have faith You know that passage of scripture i wish i could find it was not talking about unbelievers though some people their hope engagement in church is not by faith. it's just that they know that the only place somebody can give you loan without collateral in this nigeria of today it has to be a brother and sister so their collateral is brother and sister they become brothers the only way that they can you know sleep and deceive unsuspecting young ladies is that they have to be a brother so some people are in the church not by faith they have calculated the benefits on this side of eternity and are taking advantage of people anyhow when you talk heaven they say this man has come again please move to something a reward in heaven when there's a sukuru here i was telling um, some people the other day about a young man we knew um a couple of years ago who duped his boss and um took i think it was about 10 million or 20 million how much was involved again You know, took about 10-20 million of the man's money. And the man got him, put him in police cell. And the guy told somebody that he's ready to be in this cell. Five years, 10 years, until his boss gives up. That the money will be earning interest. Then he will come out and be a big man. You see, can you compete with such people? Better just make clean break of anything like that. They were beating him, torturing him. He said, let them beat him. As long as they don't touch his 20 million, everything is okay. That's lay hold of eternal life. The man had laid hold of his 20 million. That same pe- <laughs> No, no, no. I mean, these thing's work. Everything, depending on where you want to play, delete. The same person now, someone told me about two years ago, that he's driving a Bentley now. So who knows who he has betrayed and who he has sold. He wants to make money. And nothing else. I mean, he goes, they say, right hand. He said, take right hand. Do you want right leg? Just make, give me money. That's what he's living for. He wants to make money. But you and I, they said, no, you should do what? Lay hold on eternal life. Let nothing else be non-negotiable for you. Our Lord Jesus Christ told us what guided him. He said, he who sent me is what? Always with me. Why? He said, for I always do those things that please him. Jesus lived to please the Father every second. You know, there are so many scriptures that may be a bit too advanced for us. But Jesus went to the pool of Bethesda. The Bible records a multitude of what? Sick folk lay there. Multitude means at least in their time. Maybe 50, 100. I don't know. How many people did he heal there? How many? One. How many people did he have power to heal? Oh, at another place he healed them. But in the calendar of heaven, he shouldn't attract that type of attention at that time. So he healed one, not that he couldn't heal the rest. Are you getting me? He was constrained the same way for you and I as children of God. It's not every time that all the power of God will be manifest. Sometimes the will of God supersedes his power because he has an agenda. I was telling us last Wednesday, you know, the the, the way some of us preachers, you know, present the gospel, we will discourage a lot of people because it doesn't work like that. If we were under the old covenant, let me tell you. If you and I were Jews under Moses, let me tell you something. If you're a good Christian, you will never be sick. You will never be poor. You will always have land. Do you understand? What else did they have? Under the old covenant. You know why? That was their promise. It says, I'm going to bring you out of bondage and I'll take you to what? A land flowing with what? Milk and honey. Joshua and Caleb were good and they received it. In this dispensation, we are not promised land here. We are promised eternity. It says these people, because they could see the city built without hands, which had foundation, it said that we are ready to turn back on this world. It's a different dispense. Don't mix it up. Now, I'm not saying you walk about defeated. No. You walk about in confidence, knowing that God is in charge of your life. Let me show you a bit of Paul's service. Come to 2 Corinthians 11. Poverty is not righteousness. I'm sure you know that in fact many believers are suffering now because of disobedience many believers are poor because of disobedience because many years ago we learned something that is called money road if you're a carpenter or you're a mechanic and you got born again eight years ago or you had a shop in wussi market and you got born again eight years ago if by now you don't have your customers from the day you got born again returning to you to say this guy is different Your state is because of disobedience. Because the Christian, if you begin to shine where you are, there's what they call return customer. There's what they call advocacy. Anybody that deals with you on a long line of where mechanics are, will say this is the only mechanic that if your brake pad is not bad, he will not lie to you. And the way God works is that as he prospers that man from fixing his old battered 404, he will bring you to his office and make you the maintenance officer for a fleet of cars. You will prosper that way. But if you get born again and everybody that comes your way as a tailor, you know, as an artisan or whatever, a plumber, you're just lying like the devil itself. Which road will God pass to bless you? You see, it's better you charge the person, tell the person, your brake pad is not bad. You see, but to solve this noise you're hearing, pay me 20,000. Do you understand? When they pay you that money, you eat it with dignity. Imagine taking stolen money home and saying, Ah, Dada, Baba, your baby is coming. You're giving them stolen money to buy milk for the baby. But we, we, we don't feel anything about that. But the Christian can't try that. You ought not to. You live in a different world. Praise the Lord. You live in a different world. So there will be circumstances that will come. But it doesn't know poverty and prosperity, they mean nothing. Everybody knows where they are by the obedience. Because if case is not taken like I was trying to say, many people will be discouraged. Ah, I've prayed, I've fasted, I've decreed, I've spoken. I've done this, I've done this. Why don't I have it? No, that's not the promise. That's not the promise. Second Corinthians 11. The apostle Paul speaking verse 16. He says something here. He says, I say again, let no one think me a fool. If otherwise, at least receive me as a fool. That I also may boast a while. He was taking permission to boast. Look at his boast, 22. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool I am all. When Paul says, I'm going to boast, knowing Paul, what do you want to hear if Paul wants to boast? If he went to heaven, don't forget. You know, if as a preacher, when they introduce them and say, you know, the first statement, is, uh, the last time when I was speaking in Israel, I was standing on the mountain, there was about a congregation of one million listening to me. when i moved from there when i went to benghazi there was another congregation of three million listening to me and when i did my hands like this so today today somebody paul had gone to heaven seen things seen it not you know he had gone and seen it he had seen christ in the flesh he had heard the heavenly voice he had all of that if he was going to boast the way we think Christianity is now. He should tell you that, listen, I've never been sick. I can never be poor. Never, never, never. Do you understand? That, that's what we think when we think of the Christian who is successful. But look at what he said. He says, in labors, what? More abundant. In stripes, what? In prisons, what? In deaths, what? 24. Let's go on. Read it for me, everybody. From the Jews, five times, what did I do? This is the Apostle Paul. Continue. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I've been in the deep. In journeys often. In perils of waters. In perils of robbers. In perils of my own countrymen. In perils of the Gentiles. In perils in the city. In perils in the wilderness. In perils in the sea. In perils among false brethren in weariness and toil in sleeplessness often in hunger not fasting in hunger and thirst in fasting often in cold and nakedness can you see what he was boasting about now is there anybody here who has had such experiences as a christian don't put yourself down over what is not being recorded don't put your it's not it that you suffered disappointment or some unfortunate does not make you less a christian this is the apostle paul Thank God he recorded Because the way they present this thing, even if if, if an accident occurs on your own own express, they say, oh boy, you know they're anointed again. Paul said in shipwreck. Shipwreck was plane crash then. Said in all of this. Let's go back to Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6. Let's see what he said. Verse 18, I I, I read 18 now. He said, praying always, without prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this, and with all perseverance and supplications for all the Now look at his request. Verse 19. He says, And for me, Paul, that what? All may be given to me, that I may open my mouth, what? Boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Paul is saying, I want you to pray for me, that no matter what happens to me, I will never stop declaring the gospel. That's what he said. said pray for me that utterance so when we hear the power of life and death is in the tongue when we hear the importance of confession this is the confession that no matter i'm not blessed I'm neither cursed because of my situation. I'm blessed because of what Christ has done for me. I've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places where. In Christ Jesus, I have an inheritance that cannot be stolen, that does not fade away, that cannot erode. Nothing can touch who I am in Christ. That's what it said. It said that no matter the situation, when you touch me, what comes from me is the same. Whether I'm in the palace or in the prison. I'm declare he said pray for me that my utterance won't be touched touch my body but don't touch my utterance the second verse 20 let's see it for which word i am an ambassador in chains that in it what will happen i may speak boldly as I. there is a way you ought to speak let's rise and our faith there is a way i ought to speak Every pain is to stop you from speaking like you should speak. Every experience is to change your confession. That's why Satan. What do you think happened to Job's wife? Job's wife was is wickedly selected by Satan to say, "Deliver the salvo now. This is the time to finish this battle." And what was the battle? It wasn't Job's skin. It wasn't Job's children. It wasn't Job's prosperity. It was his confession. Somebody touched his mouth. Say, "My mouth will speak well." my mouth will speak well it was his confession so the enemy went and said now curse God and all that thing you were doing all the hurricane all that pain all that insult is that your mouth will spring wrongly this day we're saying no we know better I'm anointed My mouth is sanctified. Only praise will come from my mouth. Praise is who I am. Praise is what I do. Praise is my response. I have seen the future. I have seen the glory of the Lord. I see the glory of the Lord rising. I see that everything that is happening, the apostle says all these things that are working for my good, they will turn around. But my God is faithful. I will not ask him what are you doing? Because I put my trust in him. I will not speak this way and that way. I will Express my confidence. Boldly, I will speak. I will say, My God is good. No matter my experience, I will say, My God is faithful. I'll say, The word of God is truth. I will not ask questions, I will not say oh, this suffering is too much this pain is too much, as God forsaken, God has not forsaken me, for he said, I will never leave you, nor forsake you, my prayer wasn't answered, but my God loves me my expectation was not fulfilled but my God loves me my pain is still, or the pain, not my pain is still in the body, the symptoms I'm still feeling, but he has healed me, because there's a place where you will get to, and that is what he said he should fight for there's no sorrow there there's no pain there there's no crying there there's no weeping there today we are saying to the lord lord i receive strength i receive strength my utterance will remain my confession will remain my attitude will remain i've made up my mind to go god's way for the rest of my life devil don't bother It doesn't matter i'm not serving god because i have 17 testimonies i'm serving god because of the testimony of the cross the christian has looked at the cross and said he did this for me he did this for me the bible says that we consider that the love of christ constrains me because considering that one died for all then all have died so that those who live should no longer live for themselves but live for the one who died for them That is what keeps the christian i'm saying jesus has touched me jesus has washed me my blood could not save me my father's blood could not save me my mother's blood could not save me jesus shed his blood while i was yet a sinner he bled and died for me i will follow him i will serve him i will fight for this faith i will fight for this faith i will contend for it I will contend for it. I will push for it. Take every other thing away but I'm not going to let go of my Jesus and let me tell you when I have Jesus the Holy Spirit will supply every other thing that I need because the work of God the calling upon God of God upon me will surely come to fulfill me I want you to just begin to speak I don't know how you came into church but let it be noted in heaven let hell also know that you're not about to change your confession god is good god will make a way god will bring comfort god will bring provision god will lift your head again god is coming he said behold behold i come behold i come behold i come you've heard the words of people they made you hear what they said the tauntings of people they have said beside you he said he loves god he said he's serving god you're owing me yeah yeah man don't mind them just let the lord know that this is what they're saying but this is what you are saying i know whom i believed and i'm fully persuaded that that which i've committed into your hands you're able to perfect you are my god you are my god the songwriter sang and says for this god is my god and forever he will be my guide even unto the end i I may not have things to confirm i may not have things to show you but let me tell you something deep inside of me i know that i know that i know that jesus is lord not just in my heart but overall and in his time in his time in his time beautiful things will happen You've been listening to a
0: message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Barnex Guaripa Expressway, near next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 7 You can find us online at www. W dot the father's God bless you.